174 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Bobosa. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Figuera. At least I'm censored. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this isn't my Oops. fault. If you're on the video Sorry. version and you are like really OCD by the fact that I'm not censored in the video, we tried. Something we, we really is not did. liking it. There's I don't know what's, what's up. At the at the very least, as a, as a middle ground, you you zoomed in your camera a bit more, which forced me to zoom in my camera a bit more, so I don't look like I have a small head or a big now head in comparison. And we filled the screen a lot more, so now you can look at our uh, our paws in great our detail. <laughs> you can see my blackheads. You can see my skincare oh no. routine oh in no. immaculate detail. Um, or you like can see the bags under my eyes. Um, yeah. Also pumped up the saturation. Look how look how tan I look. I look so washed out. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to pump up those numbers. I need to pump up yeah, pump up the saturation. I look like I haven't been in the sun in three decades. <laughs> but is that I mean, is that accurate? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the sun yesterday. I mean, you were working I'm in, in the, the sun. sun. Yeah, well, I was well, sitting under shade, but I do venture out. You know. <laughs> And walks and runs and just general life. I have seen. I mean, so. both of us have been pretty good at our runs this week. I feel like oh. we both went. We both went running on the same evenings. Um, oh, did you? Did you run twice this week as well? Yes, I did on Tuesday and Thursday. That's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I was meant to run this morning, but I slept in instead. Same. It was a good life choice. I was, I was meant to run on Wednesday evening as well, but then we had a biblical storm here. Um, so instead, I played Beat Saber. Oh, that shit. was a good time. That was, yeah. yeah. You ran on the spot, waved your arms. It was good. There, there's a song on Beat Saber that is specifically for fitness, and it is ridiculous. It makes you like squat in oh between like uh, hitting notes. So it's like you swipe, squat, swipe, squat, and then you like dart to the left, dart to the right. It's crazy. It's really good. By the, um, by the time you're done, you look like Leonardo's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I take off the VR helmets. I'm like, whoa. Where did this beard come from? Is this from? real life or am I still in the metaverse? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My goodness. Yeah, but what it's can good. I say? It's good. I had to close so my today? curtains because I didn't want neighbors to watch me like just fling plastic <laughs> controllers in the air while I have something strapped well, I'd love to be a fly on the wall just watching humans play VR and going, what it's is going very on funny. here? It's very funny. Even even when you know, like when I when I've watched my parents try it or Shani try it, like <laughs> you can't look like it sane dumb. playing VR. you just look stupid. I um, can't wait for for the metaverse future where we we don't live in our places. We live in the metaverse, and then on, on the odd occasion, somebody takes their their helmet off or their goggles, whatever. Walk around the house, see the rest of the family just moving in. On the spot or sitting on the couch drooling. <laughs> I don't like literally, that future. Literally. It looks quite dark. <laughs> we have an IV. It, it reminds me of that one scene in um, Inception where Leonardo DiCaprio goes to that place where everyone is hooked up to the dream machines and it's just like yeah. these rows of people with like IVs stuck in them and all sleeping. That's the metaverse, man. It's, yeah. Also kind of, a, kind of like the Matrix, I guess. 
Yeah, if, if, kind of, if yeah. I could be lying back on a comfy chair with goggles and not that long ass piece of equipment sticking out the back of my head, that would be, I'd be okay with that. Okay, maybe. So you'd, you'd take a, a spike to the back of the head instead of that? No, 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 no. I'm saying I'd prefer the goggles over oh, a spike to the back of the head. At least, at least the spike to the back of the head doesn't leave like marks on your face, I guess. <laughs> And well, at least you're wow. sitting, you're not standing. So <laughs> every time I good. plug in, every time I plug in, it's just going to feel like somebody's stabbing my brain or masks of a, a sweaty, marks of sweaty a marks. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know the matrix. The matrix version of VR doesn't need a camera, doesn't need a cable. You just need to sit down and expose your brain <laughs> to the haunting terror of a metal needle. Sounds pretty easy. See, in the matrix, you nap. In the metaverse, you don't. <laughs> Good luck. I like. I'd, I'd rather have the, the Matrix. Thank you very much. If we're comparing here, I'd, yeah. I mean, you know, I want VR so real that if I die in there, I die in real life. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, that's immersion. That's that's next level immersion. Imagine games are like that. How how quickly would we if die? games are like that? How uh, how long would you have survived in Splunky? Thirty seconds. I would play seconds. way way more carefully, let me tell you. <laughs> Although even though when I do play carefully, I still died. Very that punishing ga- that game. game is so like tuned to being like done fast, but like it's like chaotic carefulness in mm. a way. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll chat about we'll, that. We'll talk about that at um, some stage. But yeah, it's been a been a, a week. Did you did you get that biblical storm yesterday? Jesus, it was like the heavens opened was it last night yeah well last yeah. night there was a crazy storm yeah it was, it was i heavy. know it could have gone swimming rain, in my my back garden brought a rain spider into my house was i heard i heard the guitar um, the rain imagine, spider that forced you to do wordle at the middle of ima- the night imagine this you go you go pee at like three in the morning because the cats wake you up because they the little bastards they say <laughs> we want food why didn't the meow, cats meow. kill the spider Meow, meow. Look, if it was down, they probably would have. They could have but eaten I, it. I have two rain spider stories from this week. Let, let me tell them quickly. Okay, so was it Tuesday? Tuesday stream. During your stream, yeah. Have you ever, you, you, I mean, I don't know, you've, you've dealt with cats, but I don't know if you've actually owned a cat like in your space. Um, I, yeah, I have. I mean, I, I, I relate to what you're saying. Every now and then you hear them fucking around with something and you like you just know what are you eating something's up yeah, yeah. so I, and that happened to me on tuesday stream where luna was right behind me video viewers right here just just below me <laughs> just, Ma- by, playing, just by just by nibel and playing, there. playing with something and I, I i looked i couldn't see the corner by the couch which was playing and i'm like well it's not a bird it's not a mouse because i'm pretty sure i'd hear them it must be something else. So mm. I was like, I had an hour left to stream, whatever. I'm not going to stop streaming now. I'll quickly finish the stream. Go check. There's a big rain. Oh my God, you spider. lived with that anxiety for an hour. On on the door to my right, not in frame, but there's a door right here that leads outside. Rain spider watching me stream the whole time after Luna was done playing with it. So I'm like, that's fine. Open the door. Just push it out with the broom. It's easy peasy. No problem. Last night... Again, cats, Same cats relate. Came. <laughs> it probably was. Cats feature a lot in the story. Cats meowing, waking me up, saying, hey, feed me. I'm like, cool, feed you. <laughs> do they Go. Do they come like sit on your chest and pour your face? L- Lupin does that. It's <laughs> Nothing takes me from 
peaceful sleep to instant anger faster than a paw on my nose. <laughs> does he? Does he just like? I know cats when they're being like very careful. They put their claws just out, just just a little bit. Yeah, you can feel that claw. You can feel the imminent danger. It's like a warning shot. It's yeah. Okay. Like, hey. And he's just like, I could, I could kill you. I'm choosing not to. I'm just. Uh, so does he just you know pull your nose until you wake up? Mm. And then I look at him and I'm like, mm. why? And I close my eyes and I go back to sleep and he does it again. It's great. <laughs> Cats are fantastic. So anyways, I get up, I go pee. And then on the way out the bathroom, I look up at, at the window just opposite the door and there's a rain spider running across it. Now, oh my naturally, God. Oh God, it was moving. It wasn't even stationary. This, this takes me from zero to wide awake in 0.35 seconds. I'm like, oh God, there's a rain spider in the cottage. Because I, I know when to... you go to the bathroom, you're like, you're like half asleep. You're like groggy. You yeah, know. exactly. You, you know, if you if you lay down on the toilet, you would fall asleep type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the, exactly your reaction was, oh my God, it was moving. That was word word for word, beat for beat. What went through my head is like, oh, okay. This is not some dude chilling on, on the roof. It's very agitated, moving around. It's going to move into the room and murder me. Nest in my hair or do something horrible. <laughs> so it makes me wonder like w- w- were one of the cats playing with it again I don't know so it is on the window like the top right corner of the window and I think okay like the door story on Tuesday I can open the window and just you know help it along it its way <laughs> except the moment so I, I very carefully pull open the lever of the window and the moment I push it the vibration the spider's like, fuck this. I'm going to go hide in the wall. So mm. it moves over to the wall. Okay. Now I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. I'll just grab the broom. I'll just nudge it back to the left and down through the window. Mm-hmm. Except when I grab the broom, I shit you not. I just put the broom next to the spider. This asshole, <laughs> skydives, like literally just drops. Just drops straight down, which spiders <laughs> do. Like, you know that. But doesn't land on the floor because if he's on the floor, I'd be like, oh God, it's on the floor, but I can still work with this. But lands very neatly behind a picture frame. Like, oh I swear to God, straight behind a picture frame. It's like the spider had an escape plan of if a human did. tries to put me out, I'm going to come here and just drop down. Ha, I'm just going to bungee cord myself to this fucking and then, picture. And then it's one of those things of like, well, if I try and move this picture frame, there's no telling that it's not on the picture frame, mm-hmm. which means it's going to climb onto me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I climb back into bed <laughs> right away. <laughs> and I don't know where it is. Uh, the picture frame I've looked at today, I can't quite see behind it. It could be there. It could have moved on. I mean, all the windows around it were open. It might have gone out. Oh my God. It could be at my feet right now. We'll never know. Um, the, the thing so, that yeah. bugs me about the spiders at your place is... I mean, rain spiders are big, like, mm. but there is a difference between a rain spider with long legs and the fleshy monstrosities that appear boy. at your house. Mm-hmm. They are like, mm-hmm. you could fry that thing up as a steak. They are so thick. I know. Like, oh, oh my God. They are yeah, look, I must fleshy say, boys. Be- before, before the cats moved in, so you mentioned earlier, don't the cats kill them? Before the cats moved in, we saw... A fair share of rain spiders. Not a good time. They made regular appearances. But I must say, since the cats have moved in, I see maybe yeah, they're chowing them. Two Nom- or three a, a season, if no, that. And I, I have <laughs> I have stumbled onto like a leg. Yeah. <laughs> just, just chilling like in the passage. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Lenska's like, 
shame. The poor spider. I'm like, good job, Lupin. Good yeah, job, Lupin. Well done. Extra, you've, extra you've treats for you tonight. <laughs> you've earned your rent this month. Yeah. You can pull me on the nose for the next six months. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told this story before in a much earlier podcast, but yeah, moving spiders are terrifying. Like I had one, I was driving in the dark, in the rain. Oh no. And one had chilled in oh. by my engine, like the bonnet. And then obviously the engine started getting hot. So all of a sudden I saw this leg at the bottom of my windscreen. And I was like, what is that? And in that moment of me going, in, in, in the moment of me going, what is that? It scurried it from the, from the bottom up the windscreen, like in front of my face and I'm driving. So I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) no. Fuck that spider. And then I used my windshield wiper and I yeeted that thing into the road. You sent that spider skydiving. Yeah. It wanted to fucking move. I moved it. That spider learns how to skydive. Move to my house. Skydive behind the (laughs) portrait. Nice. It's revenge. It's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we in our place, we only get really baby spiders. I haven't seen like a a, um, big one. And I think that's maybe because we're on like the first floor. So we raised from um, the garden. Yeah. We live in the the cottage in the garden so yeah they're, they're coming for you they're coming they're it's hiding nice. from your your uh, tortoises <laughs> in the garden and they're oh coming my for god you. i can't yeah yeah uh, so that's my story it's checkpoint chat uh between us we have eight arms and legs so you could call us a spider <laughs> wow this is a spider episode <laughs> mm-hmm. you could call us a spider you could call us an armsy from the forest um, oh no either one is accurate can't even <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of of armsies though that that game's out this year isn't it the sequel. the sequel yeah i think it's called sons of the forest very excited i thoroughly enjoyed the forest great yeah. game good game my body go play is it. ready yeah go play it if you haven't um go play it with a friend it is creepy af and it's a good survival game one of the few nice. survival games i enjoy um nice. speaking of survival I heard you survived. Oh, we're starting with me. Okay, cool, man. I heard you survived Spelunky 2. This has caught me off guard. I've got to get my footage up now. Quote, unquote. I'll I'll, I'll buy you time. So Spelunky, if you're unfamiliar, one of the original, well, I don't think original, but one of the most popular rogue lights uh, out there. Uh, the original one came out, what, 2008, 2009, around about then? I, I did not realize that the, the game is that old. It's the, old. The original, at it's least. old. And then it did a, like a HD re-release and stuff like that. But yeah, um, really, really great designer, Derek Yu. Uh, and it's basically like a, ah, you know. Okay, he's the original designer. He's actually yeah. a, a little model in the game. If I'm oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, he's he's the original designer. He... Uh, so he made the sequel, obviously. But yeah, Splunky, Roguelite, uh, very, 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 very challenging. Um, Super and difficult game. Yeah. yeah, it's all about, you know, like building randomness and secrets into the game and just messing with the chaos. But you you never played the first one, correct? I never played the first one. So this is where, thank, thank you for filling the, the gap because I can pick up now. But playing um, Splunky 2, I, I had no knowledge of the franchise um per se but other than knowing that it's you know it's very much a roguelite roguelike roguelite always get those two confused um and 
you know, knowing me, I, I really enjoy that genre of game. So we're in this weird, well, we were in this weird quiet period where there's no review games. That's that's going to change real quick. Um, and Spelunky 2 came to Game Pass. And I'm like, mm. well, this is a game that came out two years ago, which I just missed. Let me jump into it. And let me tell you, this game is not at all what I expected because when <laughs> I play these games, I always think there's some level at the very least of, you know, permanent progression so for example if you play dead cells or hades you'll get a currency which lets you you know buff your health up permanently so the next run's a little bit easier mm-hmm. um, or you know to, to that degree you might start with more gold the next run whatever Splunky has none of that um, each run starts from absolute scratch and the only progression you can do is if you meet a certain number of conditions in certain uh, various levels, you can open up shortcuts to, yeah. you know, just hard cuts to the later levels, which is a godsend because, <laughs> like you said earlier, the, this game is incredibly unforgiving. I think the first one was as unforgiving. But yeah. yeah, I've seen I've, some I've, people say this one's harder. Like people who fucking is, experts at the first one, this one was harder. Holy hell, it is... I mean, I don't know if it's one of the hardest games I've played, but it's definitely a very... Oh, I, I would say <laughs> it's one of the hardest games I've played. It's, it's like one space. of those where the, the visual style doesn't really it's communicate so how challenging it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the reason it's challenging is because... So just, just to bring it back quickly, in Spelunky, you essentially start at that at the top of a cavern and you platform your way down, you know, lower into whatever world you're exploring. Um, in Sp- I think in Splunky 1, it was very much, you know, a linear affair. But in Splunky 2, you do have some choice late on mm. between different worlds. And what, like you mentioned before we started recording, this game has a lot of hidden stuff. Like yeah. when I say I finished Splunky, I mean, I rolled credits and I've only played through four worlds. And I went and I looked up. Oh, just watching my death. Yeah, (laughs) there's some bullshit in this game. Holy hell! Playing, I played through four. Oh, sorry, video viewers. Let me just let me just segue here quickly. Do you see? I just open up the crate and I got a shotgun. Yes. Okay. This is after like 16 hours of playing. I've never had a shotgun in a crate. Now, while you're watching, I want you to pay attention to the amount of crates in this spawn with just loot and stuff. I don't know what happened, but I got very lucky on this run. Now I'm trying to throw the shotgun down. It's great. <laughs> Not winning. Um, so yeah, I've I've only played four of the game's sixteen worlds, which I only discovered after rolling credits. I was like, cool. I, I've I've finished this game. I know I know there's way more to explore and do, but you know what hidden content is there? Mm. And then I realized I've only played. I've played eighteen hours. I've spent eighteen hours in four of the game's sixteen worlds. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know how to get to maybe two more of those. So six of 16, where, where are these other 10? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's where the appeal of this game comes in. And that when, when you played enough, you know, you, you really have to spend a lot of time grinding out, getting a feel for the platforming, which can I say is fantastic. It's mm. pixel perfect. The movement is good. It's quick. You, you get a feel for how far you can jump, what you can and can't do. And very seldom, you know, will you, will you, bl- well, if, if ever, will you blame the game saying, oh, the game really screwed me with that jump. Like it's mm-hmm. your fault if you die. Um, yeah. I'm shocked you haven't tried to kill the shopkeeper yet. Oh, I, I did plenty. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but the, the game has a lot to explore and unlock, which, I mean, I, I'm going to put it to bed for now, but 
yeah, w- what a game. It's It just took me by surprise. And mm-hmm. like I, I started it last week and I poured a good 16, 18 hours into it because I was Jeez. just so hooked. It, it really, I came back to like every evening, put in a few hours. And I, as difficult as it is, I just could not stop playing it because despite being challenging, like any good game, it'll, you know, it, it very subtly teaches you how to get through things and you learn as you play, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely like, <laughs> a sort of like language to it that exactly, it, it doesn't yeah. tell you, it only comes through, wow, you just murdered that turkey. Holy crap. I, I needed the health. Um, <laughs> you, you, you learn it through, through subsequent like plays. So like your first few hours are all very exploratory. Like you don't yeah. actually know what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've only played a little bit because I haven't had time to really dedicate you know myself to it but i've watched a lot of people playing it i it's like one of the games that i love watching people stream because it's just mm. so frenetic and like a good run can turn to a bad run so quickly like literally yeah, in the space of a few seconds so yeah i've i've had things where like i've got five health bars and whatever and then something shoots me i fall off the ledge another enemy attacks me i fall off the ledge again i land in lava i'm like Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is some bullshit but i think the genius of this game is that runs are very quick um, mm-hmm. it's like if you play a hades or dead Cells, so i keep using those two as examples because i think that's two roguelites that people have a lot of people played, have played. yeah i mean when you're new to the game a run will take five ten minutes but as you start figuring it out a, a good run in dead Cells takes like under an hour and in hades you know anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes depending how fast and good you are at the game in Spelunky, like when you do a run, you'll die in a minute or in five minutes, but like it's never more than 10 minutes, it feels like. Things mm-hmm, are just mm-hmm. very quick. I mean, I, I guess if if you were to do the game from beginning to end with no shortcuts, even that, if you speed through it, it'll take, I'd say like 10 minutes. You can mm-hmm. really do it quickly. I mean, and that was my strategy at many points when I was just stuck in a world. I'm like, oh, I need to get to the end quickly to meet this condition to you know unlock the shortcut and you'll be shocked at how quickly you can get through them mm-hmm. um, you know depending on the randomness and how good you are at platforming and that sort of thing but yeah what a, what a fantastic game it just it's just so well designed and i think why people really love it so much um outside outside of you know all the the cool design things and platforming we've mentioned is that the game's designed with a whole lot of items that can interact in different ways. And I think that is key to unlocking a whole lot of, you know, the worlds that I've missed. Mm. So for example, in, uh, I mean, I've since looked this up, but in world one, I know in the one room, the, it'll spawn a key item, which I never knew what to do with. Um, I always picked it up as like, I have no idea what this does, cool, whatever. Mm. But then you have to take this item to the next world and put it on a pedestal, which triggers something else. And then that's, that's the level of, you know, interactivity in digging into these Easter eggs. But outside of that, it's, you mentioned earlier, oh, I just murdered that turkey. Um, the game's got a lot of decisions that you have to make very quickly. So if you're watching the footage now, I'm riding a turkey um, because the turkey acts as a shield, gives you a double jump. If I get hit, the turkey takes the damage, not me. Like I get knocked off, but I'm not going to lose a heart. Mm. So you could make the choice to hang on to this turkey and take it with you to the next world but like you just saw now i was like my health is low i'm gonna drop a bomb and turn it into a delicious meal to replenish your heart <laughs> my goodness so there's a lot of these little decisions oh God, happening the, the as bad well. guy the sorry you like opened up a coffin 
and like a dude ran oh, out it, and was trying to kill you it, and now he followed you to the next world. No, no, it, it, it's an ally. Oh, I thought me. he was trying to kill you. No, so he, he helps and he attacks um <laughs> Oh, he's dying he down there. I don't know what's yeah, going he's dead. on there. They, they're not RIP, great. <laughs> yeah. But one yeah, of that, the conditions, I, I'm, I'm sorry, one of the conditions I mentioned earlier was escorting one of those NPCs to the bottom of a ball that I was like, oh, oh my God. God. No. <laughs> yeah, it was... I, I think that's why I enjoy watching it because watching people who play like hundreds of hours of this, um, mm. they do things and they they find things that are just like to me fascinating to see like all mm. these possibilities in game. And there's a great um, documentary, um, no clip actually, Daniel Dwyer's oh, did, uh, yeah. documentary series. He did a a series of videos which were about secrets in games, and one of the people he speaks to is Derek Yu. Um, oh, and awesome. just the amount of thought that has gone into every little thing. Mm. He was obviously talking about Spelunky 1 at that point because Spelunky 2 wasn't even announced yet. Um, yeah. But it was like him and the the lead programmer fought about the number of starting hearts for like years. Like they were like, should it be three? Should it be four? Should it be three? Should it be four? And it's like, it seems like such a trivial thing but it's those little decisions that create such a delicate balance in this game um, that that makes it as as interesting and as fun as it is. Um, yeah, so yeah, there's I, a there's a lot of thought to to like everything in here. It's every, not just random. Even it, even the procedural generation, it's done in a way. It's yeah. so smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's very seldom you join a world um, <clears throat> and you go, oh, I just got a bad spawn here. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's it's, no such thing in Splunky, yeah. Yeah, the, there's always a way out. There's always a solution. Um, mm. And you have, uh, what, one thing I didn't mention is that you, you, the only tools you have in the game really outside of what you pick up is you have bombs to open up, you know, a couple blocks mm. and little um, grapple ropes that you can shoot up and climb. And you always start with a handful of those. And even that's just like, oh no, I, I spawned in like a somewhat closed area or it's difficult to get out of here. I at least have tools to, you know, get yeah. around it. But it's interesting. Oh God, you look at those fluid mechanics. Oh my lord. Oh yeah. Good lord. It's interesting you mentioned the health because I I did think about it quite often that uh four health bars is a very strange number to start on because you know, three is usually the round number that a lot of that that appears in a lot of games. You know, oh if there's a boss you need to jump in its head three times or you've mm. got three health bars. But can I tell you the fourth having four is I honestly can see that it's a very intentional decision because it's almost like a freebie of like, you know, you might get unlucky. It's fine. You lose a bit of health, but you slept three. Mm, so mm -hmm. look at this. Look at this platform. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all this lava. I, I mean, all these liquid uh, mechanics of like yeah. lava. Oh, rip. There's oh, the wow. death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they're, all, they're all new. They weren't in the first one. Uh, um, okay. So yeah, it's. I mean, this game is is great. It's definitely not for everyone. Like like I said, I haven't no. played much because I actually struggle with this game. But mm -hmm. I fucking love watching people play it. That's why I was like it's, hoping you would stream it because I was like, oh, I, I'll I'll definitely come back because I mean, it's one of those games where, like I said, I've rolled credits, but there's still so much to do in this game. There's mm. plenty of content to unlock. Um, but I mean, I've yeah, just had just, a great time watching your gameplay. Yeah, like just yes, watching all the shit that you do and your clutch like jumps every year. Oh <laughs> my god, look at that! You see, so good. But see, the, 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 see, thank God I recorded footage last night, so not when I first started playing the game because it looks a lot different. You'll notice, mm. like, I'm a lot quicker now. I'm very mindful of what's going around me. Now you, you, you can tell game, you you you've understood yes. the language of this game now. Yeah, like um, yeah. 
so yeah it's it's very very evident you've played this for a while because like it's very clear when you've started this game you're slower you you're less cautious as well so you, like you exactly. don't you don't look down before you drop um the number yeah the number of arrows that murdered me from these hidden traps holy shit yeah. look at me now dropping that grapple rope like a boss <laughs> yeah it's all it's all that's what it is and you know unlike uh you keep talking about dead cells and um and uh hades but those two games are very much games where or maybe maybe not dead cells but i feel like you're encouraged to kill everything that's your means of yeah. progression splunky is not yeah. that splunky is like no. avoid danger as much as you can exactly yeah. and splunky is also what what i didn't realize is that it's it's really a platformer yeah it is like yeah. de dead cells and hades it's a thing of you know you get weapons and then you get um damage buffs and 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 so when i came into splunky starting with my whip i was like oh maybe i'll i need to kill get, everything in this it'll level do, you know? yeah I'll, I'll do more damage or maybe at some point i'll be able to uh, boost my starting hearts whatever but mm -hmm. w when i realized that none of that happens i was a bit like okay this is uh, impossible but I, <laughs> having put in a lot more time it's 100 percent intentional and you get it like if you yeah. play enough and hey, look it it's a grind it, it's yeah. a very difficult game like you said not for everyone but when it clicks you start to realize damn this is a very very smart well-designed mm -hmm. game and it is a lot of fun to play here we go like i'm you watching you go double through up in his turkeys <laughs> and you you're like killing things that you need to but you you're like intentionally avoiding um conflict where you can because it's like there's yeah, exactly, no yeah. there's no benefit to killing enemies you don't get money you don't get yeah like special items so it's just like no. you you inducing risk for no reason so exactly yeah yeah what a game um, Dude, this turkey um, strat is really good though i i never knew that it could it. take damage for you see if it's you can it. if you can get olmec and take him to like the end i think you unlock a different boss like so the, that that gold thing you're seeing on screen that's just currency oh um, is that just currency okay it's just currency yeah so if, if you pick it up it activates a trap but if you take it to the exit you get like a whack load of money so oh, okay. again it's that risk reward thing like is it worth me doing it yeah yeah or should i just go for it yeah what a what a game very keen to play more of it very good game I, i'm glad it's on did you you played it on pc i assume uh, on pc yeah, yeah on game yeah. pass what? I, game i've heard pass? console what performance is, is a bit strange <laughs> because of the uh, really yeah i mean it, it initially launched exclusively on pc and ps5 and i know people on ps5 were complaining that they slow down especially in those levels with all the liquid physics which is oh, like when you're playing weird. with precise like oh my god matthew um when you're playing with preciseness like this any little bit of slowdown can like lead to a very quick death, exactly so it's not yeah. ideal yeah i don't yeah. know if they fixed it since but yeah that was just yeah. something i noticed so it's also on switch now um am i well yeah. that is a good if i see that on switch at a sale that that'd be very tempting yeah because you can put a lot of time to this game and what's cool is that cool. if you pick it up on switch like like you said, because there's no permanent progression, there's no grind to get back to where no, you were. You just understand exactly. the game. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not it's like a Hades time. where if you restart that, it's like, oh God, I need to unlock all these weapons again. And yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a lot of time. It's That's good cool. Time. I, need a, I need to give that a go for sure. Like a, a, a proper like sit down with it for a couple of hours and actually... Yeah like try make it to at least to learning yeah yeah try make it to at least the second world then you go oh, okay i kind of mm, mm. yeah it's always a bit cool. of a tinge like you get to the second world you immediately die you're like 
<laughs> yeah, but then the first world becomes so trivial. Like, oh, why was I bitching about this? It's you so say this, but the now. 15 minutes we just watched you play, you made it to the second world twice. And then you I died. mean, but it was in 15 minutes, which okay. just further proves my point of it's so quick to play. Fair, fair. It's a good time. Um, yeah. Other than that, I I mean, I, I'll, I can't really talk about it, but I, I, for, for the only reason that I only played a little bit of Pokemon Arceus. Um, mm. Just bring up some gameplay here. I mean, we only um, got it on launch day, so... We only got it yeah. yesterday, so... We didn't get it um, early for reviews or, or anything like that, so yeah, that's... Uh-oh. Oh, there's, God, what happened? No, I don't know, but there's no camera for you. <laughs> there we go. Glad you <laughs> Whoops, that was the wrong scene. Um, <laughs> so Arceus, uh, I can't really say much about it other than there's a little fireworks when you catch a pokemon that's fun <laughs> yes. uh, other than that i've just started the game i've done the you know the opening half an hour i've cho chosen my starter but for those of you who don't know just a very quick recap pokemon arcus is the franchise's latest installment and it is a quote unquote semi-open world experience which is what fans have been wanting for a very long time Mm -hmm. um, it looks it draws a lot of comparisons to Breath of the Wild which if you're watching the video um, I'm sure you can see that it's a very lush green open mm -hmm. world with mountains in the background and whatnot. Um, but yeah I'm very keen to dig my teeth into this because uh, I mean I've, Sword and Shield was my first actual Pokemon experience um, you know in the entire franchise and that was two years ago Mm -hmm. And I rolled credits on Emerald just earlier this year, like literally three weeks ago, uh, four weeks ago. What do you mean? Emerald? And wasn't it Shining uh, Pearl? Brilliant sorry, Diamond? sorry, uh, Pearl. Sorry, not Emerald. <laughs> um, I'm speaking rubbish here. And like even then, I can really see this is the same formula. And knowing the other games, it's the same formula of you know you're a novice gym leader, gym leader a novice pokemon trainer who's trying to best all the gym leaders to become the very best and arceus is not that which mm -hmm. i think is very cool um it's a quote-unquote prequel to i can't remember which pokemon generation but the world is very open and bare because it takes place long before you know pokemon as we know today in fact like this is very much a thing of you know, Pokeballs have just been invented, just about, and we're still trying to understand what Pokemon are. So, to give you some context on how far back it is, mm -hmm. uh, man, I don't actually know where the story will go. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I'll be very upset. These environments <laughs> if, don't look great. I'm just gonna no, like no the game put it out there. In interesting. I, I have to double check, but I think the download was six or seven gigs, mm -hmm. um, which is weird given that even Breath of the Wild was thirteen or fourteen gigs. So mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm. I mean, yeah, it like it like takes inspiration from Breath of the Wild, but like Breath of the Wild has a look to it that is still you play it today and it artistically holds up. This is like mm. the character models look fine, uh, mm. but the environment, like I was just watching you walk around. There's so much pop in, and yeah. And just like the, like, I'm looking at the grass here. It just looks bad. Just <laughs> like, like Breath of the Wild looks much, much, much better. And it's a four-year-old game on the same hardware. Mm. So I don't think it's a, the Switch needs an upgrade type thing. I just think it just looks I think, 
not great. It might might be like an oh my word, look at the bottom yeah, left. Exactly. Left That's what I'm saying. There's like there's like no anti-aliasing anywhere. There's just like jagged edges everywhere. Yeah. It's very distracting. Um Yeah, so I don't know if it's also a matter of maybe the art style just isn't as nice as Breath of the Wild. I, like, d- I yeah, know. I don't know. I listen, I didn't find Sword and Shield that that nice anyway. I just think Game Freak maybe they I don't need, know. Uh, they just haven't figured this out yet, or yeah, you know, I don't know what engine know. or whatever they use, but uh, I think it needs a, no a sprucing up. It doesn't look. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look as good as a Mario Odyssey or a Breath of the Wild, um, mm. and those are two much older games. So yeah, yeah that's a bummer. But I mean, but, yeah, uh, but I mean, looking, looking, look. The characters look aside, good. Though. Characters look good. Visuals aside, looking at the gameplay, it's you know a it's not an open world Pokemon game. It's not like a fully open world, but it is a, a game where you can run around. And from what I can understand, is you know your main quest, and you can take on side quests as a witch. I don't think that's there's been like elements of that in mm. Pokemon, but it's never it's never quite felt like an RPG on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I'm I, quite I think you mentioned earlier there's no like gyms. It's not that that same no. structure. Like go from town to town, battling for exactly. gym badges and stuff. So I'm. Um, yeah, again, I've literally played the first 30 minutes. Very keen to see where the game goes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look great, but hoping. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Hoping. I mean, hoping to, to, to me, there's a little excuse for a game, a first-party game, uh, mm. of all things, to look like this, especially when you've got something like Genshin Impact, which mm. looks much, much better, runs on phones. Um, so yeah. yeah, to me, it's just a, an art direction thing from Game Freak, but yeah, the, mm. the gameplay itself, like reading reviews and stuff has sounded very good. Um, it's the sort of thing that makes me excited to play this because it's different. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it's different to, uh, previous Pokemon games, which I've kind of fallen off on. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> She's got a cool we'll costume. I like her clothes. Everyone keeps you, commenting on my attire. <laughs> do you get do you get to choose your character or create your character? Yeah, but when when you get to choose your character, it's very much the game freak thing of yeah, eight portraits. Oh, uh, okay. But you <laughs> choose can, the one you want. Can you choose? Can you choose gender? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can. So choose. then, do you think your partner would be like a boy if you chose a girl? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Because mm. uh, on the box art, it's always the two of them. So I'm just uh, curious. That, that, yeah. might, that might be the case then, yeah. Um, but yeah, customization, not <laughs> This is actually a bit more, because I, I knew the time period was like in the past, but I didn't realize mm. they had like brick fucking courtrooms it's, here. I thought it was more like feudal Japan type of uh, thing. Oh, no. So look, it's it's a weird, I don't know. It's It's such a weird thing because... You know, it is, it's a game set in the past and it's very ancient and whatever, except, you know, we've got technology. Like, my, the professors invented a Pokeball. And like you said, the structures look, you know, mm. it's, it's weird because walking through the village, it is almost like straw roof structures. Like, okay, that looks very futile. And then you look here, it's like, oh. Yeah, that brick house <laughs> looks like something this from like a, the late 1800s or, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. See. That's a cool vibe. It's at least at least it's different. It's not the like um retro well, not retro future, but like semi futuristic look of uh, mainline Pokemon games. So Exactly. That's cool. So, yeah. That's cool. I wonder Excited if you get a bicycle. Take... Probably. I mean, I'm sure there'll be elements that 
you know, just come from other Pokemon games. Just what to, uh, what starters do you get to choose from? Uh, it's Cyndaquil. Is it Rowlet? Mm, the Owl. Rowlet, yeah. The Owl. And <laughs> you're going to laugh at me because what is the other one? Also, what? Uh, let me find it quickly. I've got it here. I think it's Oshawott. God damn it. It's uh, Osh- Oshawott. Oshawott. The one, the one I cannot pronounce is the one I chose. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oshawott is also the... Uh, I don't know. I don't like Oshawott. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I like Oshawott. So we'll see. Rylitz is also very cute. So, look, Cyndaquil, I think, good Pokemon. But it's to me, it's very much like the... You know, if I want to be a hipster, it's it's the the obvious choice, Cyndaquil. So I'm like, eh, I don't want Cyndaquil. Rylet, very cute, but it's a grass Pokemon. So I'm like, eh, I want the water one. Let's go. Mm, mm. So there you go. Oshawott. I like um, I like the owl one because I like owls and apparently it gets a gun. So <laughs> sick. Well, Pokemon's really uh, pivoted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in Sword and Shield, the water one got a gun. So yeah. That'd yeah. Be, that'd there be you go. Good. Pretty good. Just have guns. So that's what I have been playing. But what have you been playing this past week? Or last week and a bit, I guess. Uh, so I haven't been playing too much. Just been a very uh, busy week in general. So I've been dipping into Halo Infinite's uh, multiplayer where I can Shocker. here and there. Uh, yeah, game is still fucking great. Still love it. Uh, but last week I played a bunch of um, Uncharted, the Legacy of Thieves collection. That's what I couldn't specifically chat about last week. Um, mm-hmm. But the embargo lifted this Tuesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you, <clears throat> if you aren't clear what it is, Legacy of Thieves collection is... The two Uncharted's from PS4, so that's Uncharted 4, Thieves End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Um, and now they are native PS5 apps. So mm. um, in line with <clears throat> Sony's strategy with these sorts of remasters, uh, they charge you like a $10 upgrade fee. Uh, the neat thing is that you only have to own one or the other, uh, Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy, and you can pay the $10 or I think it's 150 Rand or whatever. And then you'll get the collection with both. You don't have to pay an individual fee for, for both, uh, which is nice. nice. Um, and essentially what it does is it gives you three performance modes to play around with with each game. You've got Fidelity, which is 30 frames per second at 4K. You've got Performance, which is uh, 60 frames at 1440p. And then you've got Performance Plus, uh, which is if you have a compatible display, you get 120 frames per second at 1080p. Um, And I think having the game run at a higher frame rate, uh, because both of these games on PS4 uh, only ran at uh, 30 frames per second, and then backwards compatibility on PS5, they were locked at 30 frames per second still. Naughty Dog oh, did patch games like um, <clears throat> The Last of Us Part Two to unlock the frame rate, uh, but they never did that for the Uncharted's. Um, that's not to say that like there, there's been some work done beyond just unlocking unlocking the frame rate here. Um, <laughs> frame digital, rate equals yeah. one twenty. No, no, easiest. <laughs> digital Foundry did oh, some work, okay. and they uh, they look they, you know there's some settings changes. There's some enhancements to some of the the assets and stuff so you know there was some work done um Mm. and i think the fact that you only pay ten dollars for both is justifiable 
in my view. And it's fifty dollars mm. uh as a as a new purchase. So yeah, mm. I mean I I still think certain yeah I don't think they should be free. I just think that the market has decided they should be free because Microsoft and so many other third-party publishers put mm. this work in for free. So it's like it, you know, Sony just stands in opposition to that, um, and it and it comes out as a bit jarring. But anyway, uh, the games are good. Uh, I think Uncharted Four, if you've played it before, it's a bit more challenging to get through the game's opening because it is so slow. Like the first time you play it, you like oh, you know, this is new, this is fun, you know, this is a different take on Uncharted. But when you come back to it a second time and you have to play through the first couple of hours, which, you know, aren't that action-packed at all, it's a bit more mm. challenging to get through, I find. Uh, but yeah. that said, it's still a really good game. I think Uncharted 4 is, like, a phenomenal game. Um, so, and, you know, the the set pieces in there are still fantastic. The the little escape from the the prison right at the beginning and the uh auction at that italian villa like very very good that italian villa yeah, yeah. I, I loved uncharted 4 it's a, a it's a great game great yeah. great 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 game really yeah. good game but the the star to me of this collection is the lost legacy purely because i think a lot of people didn't play it because it was a spin-off side story whatever you want to call it um mm. but this to me is like the uncharted formula perfected because it is much shorter firstly it's only around like 10 hours or so um mm. and because of that it just feels so tightly paced um every moment doesn't you know nothing feels wasted um nothing feels drawn out for the sake of it so it's just it's action-packed and it's heartfelt and slow when it needs to be um and it combines all the the facets of you know uncharted 4 into a much more condensed experience. So you get a small little open world hub to explore. You've got your puzzle platforming elements. Uh, you've got a villain that is quite menacing. Um, so I just <laughs> think on it, screen. <laughs> yeah, it is a really good, like it's a punchy Uncharted. And I think probably my second favorite one outside of two, it is just mm. phenomenal. And it doesn't star, you know, Nathan Drake. It stars Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross, both of which mm -hmm. are series stalwarts at this point but it's really good um and i think as part of the the upgrades to the performance the games just they feel better to play i i played mostly on just the middle performance mode um yeah. because i like the fluidity of the 60 frames per second and the resolution mm. uh but i don't know if you feel the same but i feel the combat is a lot snappier a lot more responsive and just better overall um, because at, at 30 frames in the past games, it's always felt a bit sluggish in a yeah. way. Uh, this, I feel like I'm I'm popping off headshots like it's nobody's business. It feels like I can maneuver around uh, combat arenas with a lot more ease and confidence. So I just think the part that a lot of people like critique a lot when it comes to Uncharted in terms of its combat, it's amazing how much the performance mode actually you know kind of fixes it in a way mm, yeah well i can't really comment because <laughs> i've only played the opening scene uh which i did to grab this footage um so yeah no no comment from me but i can say that just having that 60 fps boost so i'm not plugged into a tv or anything where i can really um well the way my setup is i could do 120 frames but i just don't have it set up that way mm -hmm. so i'm playing on the 
you know, the 60 FPS, 1080, although it's, it's the middle ground, um, but I think it's only outputting at 1080 for me because I don't have a high resolution screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Uncharted has always looked really good, like no doubt about that. But to see it running this smoothly is, yeah, it's what a, what a, what a great um, series of games. And it's just nice to have these two come back, you know, mm. as a PS5 remaster. And what's really cool is that, like you said, um, it's a $10 upgrade fee. So for someone like me who just missed Lost Legacy, like what a great time to play it. I, I'd love to play Uncharted 4 again, but I'm mm-hmm. not as eager on it as I am to dive into Lost Legacy because, you know, brand new experience. So And also Uncharted yeah. 4 is super long. Like it's, it's it is a lo- time investment. It's a long so if you've been experience. through it, it's like like it's nice to boot up and go, yeah, that's cool. Um, mm. But yeah, to to do the whole, what is it, like 25 hours or so, it's a long and Is it that game. long? Oh, it's <sighs> it's it's close to about twenty hours, I'd say. Like it I remember it just going on and on and on. And not in a like, oh my god, this needs to end now, but mm. it is a long it's just ass a game. Long game. Yeah. So I mean if if you're watching the uh, video footage now, there's the escape scene on the roof from Lost Legacy. Mm. And just watching the rain and the lightning um in yeah, 60 that's a great FPS looking is, game. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a very good looking game. Yep. Good job, um, Naughty Dog. Keep I also also games. found, I mean, this maybe sounds a bit trivial, but uh, obviously these games now have support for the DualSense uh, adaptive triggers and uh, 3D audio. And both of them, I feel like, are like the best they've ever been. Like, mm. especially the haptic triggers. My God. Like, the tuning done on them, maybe, okay, you haven't done much combat yet, but it just... <laughs> I've done zero. <laughs> it feels so... You know, you know how many games we we've played now where it's like okay yeah the triggers feel like a trigger on a gun and they all kind of feel mm. the same it feels like they yeah. they plop in a template and that's it this one feels so resistance, yeah like it feels so perfectly tuned like it doesn't feel overly resistive it doesn't feel kind of you know pointless it just feels right which is a very difficult thing to convey without you know you actually trying it but mm. I think this is a sort of new bar for games to kind of aim for when it comes to that sort of uh, implementation. The same thing with the 3D yeah. audio. It just, it accentuates so many things. Like um, th- there was a point where I was like, there's a sound coming from this game and I have absolutely no idea where it's coming from, what it is. And then I realized that it was uh, the little grappling hook clinking against oh, wow. like uh, Nathan Drake's, like the side of his ah, leg as cool. he was moving. And there's like so Amazing. many little details that you can pick up now because of the 3D audio. It's really, really good. Um, sure. So yeah, game's good. Shocker. Yeah. Who when, when is it? When is it coming to PC? It's later this year, right? Yeah, it is announced for PC, but it's only later this oh, year. I don't think there's a re- oh wow. <laughs> I don't think there's a release date for it yet. So yeah. The, I yeah, think these but, will look real good on PC. Yeah. Yeah, and what, what's quite cool? I mean, we've already seen it with. Um, uh, Horizon. I mean, Horizon, Horizon, and Death Stranding. I think had maybe not Death Stranding, but I think Horizon had a shoddy launch on PC. You know, mm, optimization mm. problems. Um, but it seems that God of War um, hit hit the right mark where it launched on PC, worked. Whole new new generation of people can mm. enjoy that fantastic game. So very excited for. And I'm sure. I mean, to, this will be Naughty Dog's first game on PC in a very exactly, long yeah. time. So, like, I'm sure this engine, you know, it's been designed from the ground up for PlayStation hardware, but, you know, Sony bought Nixies, which you, which are 
like their bread and butter is PC ports. And I have no doubt that the help that they offered Sony Santa Monica uh, aided them in making a good launch for exactly, God of yeah. War. So yeah, I think I think that was a very smart acquisition by Sony considering they want to bring mm. more games to PC. So yeah, I'm sure they'll help out there. But yeah, so, yeah. it's Uncharted. That's it. It's a good time. Uncharted's Can't wait for Uncharted. Uncharted. I'm for Mario the, Uncharted. Yeah, I'm waiting for Nathan Drake and a little go-kart. Um, make it happen. Neil Druckmann. Why are you like this? Why are you being a coward? <laughs> what are they working on next besides a supposed Last of Us reboot for Yeah, that's that's the thing reasons. we keep hearing reported is a um, remake of the first The Last of Us. Um, Don't know why, but okay. But other than that, cool, cool, uh, cool. they haven't announced any plans for anything. So my guess, my guess would be uh, a new IP at this point because mm, the last new IP, new IP was The Last of Us and that was on PS3. So yeah. I think it's time. Um, and I would, I'd be shocked if they weren't prototyping something there. Yeah. 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 But I cool. think it will still be a while because Last of Us 2 didn't come out too long ago. So, mm. yeah, I think I think the remake of The Last of Us will be a stopgap for, you know, the next game in maybe a year or two. Um, mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good job, Naughty Dog. Give Good us more job, games. Naughty Dog. Uh, should we get to game releases for this week? Mm-hmm. Cool, let me Spirit. bring up let me bring oh, up this is list. one thing I've got to do before we start a recording. Please let me just uh get this. There you go. <laughs> Please hold for Matthew Figueroa. Oh hey, I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> uh so we are looking at games that have launched well, that are launching from today, uh January 29th until February 4th. And from this mm-hmm. list, there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Life is Strange Easy. Remastered Collection, which is coming to all of them platforms uh, on February 1st. And then I guess the big game for the week is Dying Light 2 actually coming out. Can you believe I it? I did not know that this was next week. Yeah, PC, no, PS4, fair, but PS5, Xbox next One, week. Xbox Series, all of those. I'm keen to be, I loved Dying Light 1. Like, oh, me too. Absolutely loved it. It was one of those games that I played like, and I was like, this is so surprisingly fantastic. Um, but yeah, I played. Oh my god, this camera! I played Dying Light about a year or two after it launched when they did the expansion. There was like a, I don't know what edition it was, but it included the base game and the expansion, and I played both for the first time. And what a good time! Enjoyed them. So yeah, yeah, give me good two. Game. I'm keen. Um, yeah, I hope it's good because it's been. In development a long for time. so long. So <laughs> a very long time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh cool. Should cool. we then I guess move on to a gaming news for the week? Uh no big acquisitions this week. Microsoft didn't buy Microsoft didn't acquire Checkpoint Chats, unfortunately. Uh, Damn it. Asking, we, we reached out to Phil and he said, nah. Yeah, our asking price um, of 6.9 billion was not accepted. Um, <laughs> nah. He was like, listen, I'll maybe take 6.9 million. Yeah, I mean, Phil. listen, I'll take 6.9 um, yeah. uh, thousand rand at this point. $69,000. I'll take it right now. We'll do it. Uh, Phil, we can, you know, we'll we, just we put Major Nelson on this podcast. Just do it. Um <laughs> Um, but what news shall we start with here? Uh, um, hmm. 
I guess let's start with the Star Wars stuff because uh, that's quite Star Wars. Big. Bam. Yeah. Uh, so EA's exclusive uh, deal with Star Wars is coming to an end next year. Uh, which is why you've already seen some other studios announcing Star Wars projects like uh, Quantic Dream and uh, Ubisoft, uh, because those will all be releasing after that deal is up. Um, but yeah, I guess as the last hurrah, this is uh, reportedly EA's last Star Wars games for some time. Uh, Respawn mm. is overseeing three games from them. So the first one is going to be a sequel to uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, which is apparently due for release either later this year or early next year. So that's like imminent. Mm. Um, Then there's a Star Wars first-person shooter that is in early development over at Respawn. Uh, Not DICE. It's not Battlefront 3. It's being made by the Medal of Honor Above and Beyond uh, team, which made a VR game, but the game itself is not a VR game. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Respawn is producing, they are not developing, a third game, which is a sort of, it's described as a strategy game. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, being handled by a team that is made up of former, like, XCOM folks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, whatever the hell that is. Uh, I think the final two, the the shooter and the strategy game, are still, like, early in devs, so those won't come for a while. Um, mm. But, yeah, uh, EA putting all of their faith in Respawn, I guess, after Jedi Fallen Order did super well and Battlefront 2 did not. And DICE is kind of like <laughs> still struggling to keep their head above water with Battlefront 2042 anyway. So yeah, Battlefield. Yeah. Oh, Battlefield. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, more Star Wars. I mean, I'm mostly hyped because Fallen Order is a great game. <laughs> And I'm keen don't for listen, the second one. Don't listen to Glenn. Yeah, no, Glenn is wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Glenn is wrong. Dreamer 12, 11, I don't know, Roman numeral. Just don't listen to his <laughs> Dreamer, opinions. Roman numeral. <laughs> Dreamer, Ro- don't listen to his opinions on Fallen Order. He's just wrong. Yeah, he says Fallen Order is trash, but we know that his opinion's wrong. Just so. wrong. Just absolutely mm. fucking wrong. Mm. Uh, game's good. Uh, game could be better, and I'm expecting the sequel to, you know, clean up a lot of the small exactly. things that made the first one a bit of a, mm. a slog here and there. So, yeah, fucking stoked for that. Gimme. Um, yeah, that's cool. I guess in other game announcements, also, this is this is quite left field, but not unexpected, I guess. Crytek is, has teased Crisis 4 nearly mm-hmm. a decade after its last entry. I did not realize that Crisis 3 came out 10 years ago. Now I feel yeah. old. <laughs> yep. It's uh, I, a Yeah. And also I, I another game that games. is like early in development. Uh, it, mm. It's weird because the Respawn announcement and this one definitely felt more announcements for recruiting than actual announcing games. You know what mm. I mean? Um, and we actually missed one on our list, but Blizzard also announced a new game this week. Oh, uh, yes. It's yeah. funny. They announced an unannounced game. Like, you can't call a game unannounced if you announced it. Like, come on. But they're making <laughs> a survival game set in a new, it, yeah. new universe. So it's like, it's all these recruiting ads, essentially, for games that are years away. Um, mm. Crytek said that this is still in very early stages, so I don't expect this to come out for a, quite a long time. But... Uh, yeah, yeah this, I, I guess they put out those remasters last year and they were like, cool, people mm, are still into Crisis, so let's make yeah. Crisis 4. This I game mean, will need to I be would, very different because... Yeah, it's... I was going to say, Crisis, I loved that whole 
trilogy. Um, mm. Really enjoyed playing all of them. And at the time, I think they were not not only visually like revolutionary because we all know the old age old meme, but can it run Crisis? Um, there's a reason. It's because Crisis is like years ahead of its time mm. on <laughs> in terms of hardware, uh, but in terms of uh, shooting and that, like I think those games are also pretty forward thinking in that mm-hmm. you know. You've got this suit, how you choose to tackle this mini sandbox is up to you. Especially um, the first one, you know, being exactly, so yeah. open-ended with its combat scenarios. Uh, you yeah. know, the, the the last two became more linear shooters, more linear, traditional yeah. shooters, but mm. that first one still holds up really well today. Um, mm. So I do wonder how hard they lean into, mm. you know, a modern shooter with, okay, you've got this futuristic suit, let's in- introduce like a proper... RPG talents, uh, RPG talent system mm. or experience system or something because that's yeah they'll, they'll need to do days, something so. they can't just be like okay this is another game where you can cloak and put up shields and <laughs> and you shoot through enemies like that will not fly or, today and they also can't be like cool you can cloak but here's a talent pool you can cloak for an extra second yeah, or two no, it's like, no, it, it needs need to be to, a lot better they, you they know what they should do they, they, that, they so. should look at like because if if one thing in that, in those games that is age pulley, it's like the sort of just general platforming. It just looks stupid. Mm. Um, so like, you know, inject some Titanfall into there, get some sick ass mobility uh, into mm. into the suit or something. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, will, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I will make it a best selling game with just one inclusion: grapple hook. It's simple. You see? you see, we saw Master Master Chief did it, and it worked. Halo. Slow, boring game. Snooze. Whoa, Crisis <laughs> 3 back in the day jumped on the bandwagon of, um, you know, we've got a, a bow and arrow, and that was the hot mm. thing back in 2011 really yeah. or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah. Dope. Grapple hook. I actually forgot about that. It was funny when you think about it. It's this futuristic soldier with this hardcore armor with a bone arrow yeah <laughs> no, everyone, he's stealthy like, with a bone arrow like a compound that's bow. awesome <laughs> what a weird time because that uh, was when i think time. the tomb raider reboot had come out uh then mm. crisis had its crossover there was something else of the crossover i can't remember but yeah interesting yeah. times um yeah so and then last we mentioned blizzard's um you know a survival game uh now xbox have also come out saying that they are working on a Monster Hunter style game. Mm. Well, it's reported that Xbox haven't come out. It's reportedly in the works at Certain Affinity. So yeah. Certain Affinity apparently making a yeah, Monster Hunter style game, um, which cool. That sounds cool. I mean, if Xbox is going to continue to try and capture a market in Japan, uh, that's a cool way. Although Monster Hunter in Japan has always been popular with the portable versions. Uh, mm. So... Yeah, curious to see how that pans out. But I, I mean, know. they could, they could did, do something cool. How did World but... sell in Japan? Because I know, I mean... I mean, World sell sold Rise really a, well. Yeah, I mean, World Rise is, is still, a portable one, but... Yeah. yeah, World still sold pretty well, but it's like, you know, Monster Hunter grabbed Japan because it was like on PSP and then 3DS mm. and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I will take a, a new style of game like that. Um, Certain Affinity is apparently also developing the Battle Royale mode for Halo Infinite, so whatever the fuck uh, that ends up being. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm down to see more new IPs from Microsoft. So I won't Monster say Halo Three Battle Royale. Let's go. <laughs> um, my goodness, go cool. Let's keep with this trend. 
you know, we've got games announced and we've got games going gold. So Horizon Forbidden West has gone gold, meaning Hooray. this game is coming. Huzzah. Yeah. It's coming. Uh, there was PS4 footage revealed and yeah. the game still looks still looks pr- pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, like, it definitely looks like it had to make concessions for PS4. Oh, for sure. Um, absolutely. It's not a case of like you you know you could you can't see the difference between the two but for a ps4 game still looks pretty okay to be fair they showed it on ps4 pro how the fuck that thing is going to look on a normal base ps4 no idea but uh who knows still looks good you know uh running at a lower resolution and frame rate but still looks pretty good yeah just the fact that it's running on hardware that's eight years old now it's like Huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Considering I that, mean, yeah, looks looks oh, really look good. Look at that grapple hook, real good. <laughs> I mean, I mean the thing the thing that's most I'm most curious about is like it's not really the visuals that that are held back by all the hardware. I mean, you can always tone down mm. certain elements. It's more design, you know, like Halo Infinite yeah. is very evident with this like there are certain aspects of the game that you like okay this is clearly done this way because yeah it had to work on all the hardware um the world is this constrained you know the levels are laid out like this because of that um so how horizon deals with that will be interesting if it needs to um mm. i guess because gorilla already made an open world game on ps4 as opposed to 343 maybe it will be easier for them to adapt to that cross-gen mentality mm. um but yeah we'll see i'm super stoked in this game the reviewers already have it so it's definitely coming out um mm. it's out on what uh, february 18th i think yeah yeah um i think it will be a hit i don't I see them so. missing yeah. with this i did it's, and it's also so. it's like you you often mention some i mean not it's not always the case but often sequels are better than the originals purely because like it's the same game, but mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's new mechanics and uh, new coats of paints with optimizations that maybe the last game struggled with, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Horizon already, we know that you know, if you want to dive back into history, it was almost shunned, uh, unfairly so, because the game was really good, but it came out alongside Breath of the Wild, like more or less at the same time. And people are like, but I can't climb anything I see in Horizon, yeah, <laughs> whereas yeah. I can in Breath of the Wild. So. And well, I mean, we've mentioned this plenty, but the fact that they've taken straight inspiration from Breath of the Wild with their little paraglider radio, I'm like, cool. The game needs something like that. Let's see how it translates now. Yeah, so, I think so. I, very I, keen. I think it, I think they addressing all the right things um, mm. in the sequel. I just, you know, the thing that bothered me, especially now playing it again um, recently, the opening to the game is quite like slow, and the mm tribal stuff is not the most interesting part of that game but they, yeah yes they go into it hard at the beginning um <laughs> so yeah i want more of the futuristic nonsense that you know the final mm. third of that game was so strong with um yeah yeah i'm well, very we'll excited see. for the sequel so yeah speaking of open world games oh olden ring has also finally gone gold ooh, ooh, which means ooh, ooh. This game's coming out February 25th. Ooh. Cannot wait. The, February's just mad. Yeah, with, February is just <laughs> absolute chaos with game releases. Uh, okay. like, I've, Dying Light 2, I've not watched, Horizon, in this. Like, oh it's, my God. it's like three. And then, I mean, Pokemon Arcus just Pokemon came just out. Pokemon just came out. So yeah. 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 Goodbye, sleep. I'll miss you. Um, I've not watched much footage on Elden Ring outside of the initial 
launch trailer, well, yeah. not the launch, the announcement trailer. Same. And I'm obviously going to keep it that way because I'm going to go in fresh, but cannot wait for this game. Oh, absolutely um, cannot wait. I'm so, so sure. hyped for this game. Um, yo, it's it's so cool. Like, I I cannot wait for like an open world take on this franchise. So, mm, I, there's, exactly. There's just so much. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see. Because like you, I haven't watched tons of... Um, Mm. footage purposefully because uh, i felt like with sekiro i watched too much uh mm. so yeah super stoked to to see what this whole new world is about so yeah let's let's just point out that sekiro was game of the year in its year wait when is this game. 28th of feb isn't it i think it's 25th of feb, okay. yeah, february 25th so it's still um, still some time Sekiro broke the the from soft formula of you know by introducing a whole different uh, posture system whatever but this is a return to more traditional dark souls but in an open world setting which like will it hit will it miss i don't see it missing but can't wait so Mm. yeah Mm. um okay (laughs) trying to trying to segue i guess speaking on games coming out let's talk about games you can play soon <laughs> okay okay uh playstation plus games for february meh we've got yeah yeah ea sports ufc4 on ps4 do you um, like um rumbling with people on the floor in a octagon why the is this with you man shaped so weird on our preview sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> um but the one, look, one great inclusion here, which will confuse the hell out of people, I yeah. saw you tweet earlier this week, is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, not to be confused with Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Wonderlands, yeah. so the, which yeah, is coming out in March. This is, uh, um, wow, when I first saw this, I was like, wait a minute, that game's only coming out in March, how's it on PS Plus this month? <laughs> and then Darren actually points out, he's like, no, this is actually standalone the, DLC for Borderlands yeah. 2, and I was like, wow. So, can I tell you, Borderlands 2, great game. Assaults on Dragon Keep, fantastic DLC. So this is actually a really good, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind a of great like free what, game. what Wonderlands is built off of, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So it's if you've never played it, would highly recommend diving in. It's a fantastic DLC, um, but it is not, mm. not, not, not mm. Wonderland. And then Planet Coaster, which is cool. Um, never played it. Only on PS5. Yeah. Um, Only on PS5. Not not a strong month for PS Plus, given, you know, Sony has kind of been using PS Plus as a a monthly way to be like, cool, we can give away big games as well, you know, while um, Game Pass keeps trucking along. Uh, But yeah, this month, not not fantastic. Not great. Um, And then over on Xbox, probably worse. (laughs) Yeah, listen, Games of Gold with Xbox Uh, hasn't been great for a very long time, purely because, well, like, why does it need to be? I I fully expect Games of Gold to disappear this year. It has to disappear at some stage. I just, and when I I say that, that's that's not insider. Yeah, that's not insider knowledge. I just suspect um, that it will disappear. The the one, the one game that I'm curious. So, okay, so firstly, the five games are Broken Sword Five, The Serpent's Curse. Aerial Knights mm-hmm. Never Yield, Hydrophobia. Mm-hmm. Hydrophobia is actually pretty cool. It's like a puzzle platforming survival game where your protagonist mm-hmm. is constantly a threat of drowning. It's I played it on <laughs> Xbox 360. It's pretty good. Um, My goodness. And then Band, Band of, Bugs. of Bugs. The one the one that I'm curious to play is Aerial Knights Never Yield. Um, mm-hmm. It came out on Switch last year. I remember it was a big feature on the 
Nintendo Directs. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, mm. It looks cool. What, I kind of want to try it out. What What gets me is that it says, um, you know, so let's just read the blurb. Take on the role of Wally, a mysterious character, always in motion as you run, jump, slide, or dash to the soundtrack of Doname Sama. Uh, with the average runtime of an action movie, this is a game built for both speedrunners and casual gamers alike. So it it wholeheartedly embraces that it is a shorter experience, but it's meant to be played as fast as possible. Mm, mm. And Probably I like me something some of that, you, you so. should play in one sitting type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's quite a cool That's cool. Addition, but yeah. Games with gold. Not the greatest. Yeah, um, definitely not the greatest. Yeah, I mean, when you compare so you, even PS Plus, last month had like Persona 5 Strikers. Like mm, PS Plus not yeah. great this month. Yeah. Also, thank you yeah. for redeeming that on my account because I saw the email come through. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I got to redeem that. I always forget that you'll get an email. So I wonder sometimes, Man, because I always just assume you've redeemed stuff. So The number of times I'm just like, I like get a thing and Sony's like, thank you for your purchase. I'm like, um, what? Like, oh God. Yeah, they, they need um, to change the email format for that because that is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm claiming a free game. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, so theme of news this week, lots of games to look forward to in future, lots of games to look forward to this month and then lots of games to play now. Much to um, think about. In, the in a complete theme. 180 and pivot to that theme. The last news piece this week, Ubisoft responds to backlash over NFT program. So I'll come out and say that NFT is still over my head. Like I very, very vaguely understand the technology, uh, but I do understand that, um, you know, it's perceived very negatively by a lot of people. And there's also a lot of money involved, which is why it seems a lot of Big companies are trying to find ways to leverage this technology for good and bad reasons, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I know gamers are very, very anti-NFT and Ubisoft coming out saying that they've got an NFT program has not been received well. So I don't know if you can offer just an overview of this, really. I don't, I don't expect like an NFT uh, guard for dummies or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I think I've been... <clears throat> quite forward about this that i think like blockchain and you know the the stuff that underpins nfts uh is fascinating it's just being used in the most boring ways possible especially mm. when it comes to gaming i think at least Ubi ubisoft with its ubisoft courts thing is just like microtransactions on the blockchain and it doesn't need to mm. do that especially when yeah. it's putting these items on a blockchain and marketplace that it controls it's yeah. it's like the antithesis of not decentralized, but trying to use decentralized technology just because shareholders like it. Yeah. Um, but so correct me if I'm wrong. If so, the, just based on what you've just described, it's like selling items on a Ubisoft marketplace. If yeah. that's the idea, why has Steam not leveraged um, NFTs for the you know for that same reason of? Well, I mean, I've got. I mean, Steam kind of has that system. Like, Steam is the good example of, like, why you don't specifically need a blockchain. Exactly. Like, it, it exists without exactly. blockchain. It, it, they, they have marketplaces for their games and, you know, they have all the trading card stuff and they've got a marketplace that exists on their back end. And um, they've been pretty vocal in the past that they don't want NFT-powered games on their platform. I think that will change eventually because... I think the sort of money in this space is something that people, the gaming industry won't ignore. Um, mm. 
But yeah, I mean, that, that that's exactly the point. You don't need the blockchain for the sort of things that are being pitched today. You do not need them. There are ideas yeah. maybe that come, that will be present in the future that might require this sort of decentralization for security or for authentication purposes. Because the one thing that I've always thought of that might be interesting is like, digital uh your your licenses to digital games because digital games that you purchase aren't you're not buying the game itself you're buying a license to that game mm. and that gives you a the ability to download that game as long as that game is available to download we've seen mm. it many times you know where a game just disappears from marketplace and like look at pt you might have redeemed it you might have the license to that key on your account but you cannot physically download it because you actually don't own the mm. game um yeah and with that comes a sort of like problem with ownership, like digital games cannot be traded between players because there's no system in there. And yes, a Sony or a Microsoft could make that system similar to Valve, where like a trading card, you are trading um, licenses to games. Um, yeah. And my my vision or my my thought of was was like NFTs could be used to compensate for that to be able to sell licenses between platforms like you had say you have a license for pokemon or okay let's use a third party game uh, for example like call of duty and you want to trade that license to someone who only plays on playstation and you play on xbox like an nft is a sort of like cross platform method that could be used to do that mm -hmm. but you'd still need buy-in from Sony and Microsoft because those keys would still need to work on their respective marketplace. Yeah. So like, do you need blockchain then at, at that point because you'd still need like oversight on that whole process. So, you know, I agree that this is a sort of solution looking for a problem to solve in the gaming space right now. And I get mm -hmm. where Ubisoft is coming from, where they want to explore it because I think that... Um, all of these companies were somewhat blindsided by cryptocurrency in general, mm. and they kind of don't want to miss on you know miss the boat in case this becomes yeah. a a thing that does not go away. But I think these sort of ideas that Ubisoft is kicking around are really shitty at the moment. So yeah. they're just like well, they're not you, they're not enticing. So you've actually presented something that I never thought about, where an actual application of NFT in a gaming space that I could see being a thing one day, maybe, if you mm -hmm. had buying from everyone, is a thing of this game is launching, buy it for $60, play it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't matter if you play on PlayStation or Switch, whatever, you own the license or however it works. Like, that could be pretty cool. Like, then it doesn't matter what platform you have, you just own the mm -hmm. game. But again, it, it, like it you pointed out. Be, like, and, and, I, and I think, you know, smart contracts that underpin NFTs, they, you know, they can be encoded to give royalties to publishers. So publishers could encode mm. a 30% or whatever the fucking thing they want on their, like like Steam does, when you trade something on their marketplace, Steam always gets a cut. Mm. Um, so, you know, this, in my, in my opinion, solves the issue that publishers have been against for such a long time. They say, well, the the secondhand digital games market is destroying them because they get no cut from that. And they could do that mm. with digital. But at the same time, if they're going an, to an all digital future, they hold all the cards. So why would they willingly create a secondhand market when they could just exactly, be like, yeah. there is no secondhand market. If you want the game, you have to buy it. Yeah. There's no point. So like, I don't see them, if their end goal is to make money, which it is, 
um, then <laughs> that's what they do. That's why Steam doesn't allow you to trade games because it's mm. much more lucrative for Steam for you to buy the game outright. Um, mm. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I do think much like Bitcoin and Ethereum, NFTs will be a thing that remain. I just think the way we think about them now will change fundamentally because mm. um, they just... They can be used in so many more interesting ways um, and yeah. so many more useful ways that actually justify, you know, the obtuseness of the entire process at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe Ubisoft will find that. Uh, but their aggressive nature to defending their current implementation is a bit crappy. But anyway. Yeah. The, the news is basically Ubisoft responding to the backlash. And I'll just end with this quote. Where was it? Um, yeah, from, it was this one, right? The Ubisoft VP says, um, so it's really for them, it's really beneficial, but they don't get it for now. Yeah. So basically saying like, gamers don't understand what's going on here. That I, nobody, nobody understands it but Ubisoft. So again, that drew even further backlash. So I do, I do story, think though there story is pending, I guess. A, a lot of the friction you see now, like online is definitely coming from a space also you know, where the people talking about this most are unfamiliar with how some of the biggest games uh, in the industry are being operated at the moment. Like people look at things like play to earn, which is a big thing. They're like, I play games for entertainment. I don't want to make it feel like another job. And that is 100% fair. Mm. At the same time, the biggest games in the world right now all have battle passes, which is Mm. the same thing. Play to earn. Like to me, it's the same thing. Like, New seasons of Fortnite come with battle passes so that you can continue to play the game with the idea of unlocking things in a battle pass. And to me, the two aren't being connected because it's like, you don't have to do that. And the game, yeah, there's this assumption that the game isn't designed for that. But of course it's designed for that. Like Fortnite mm-hmm. is specifically designed to push you towards a battle pass and to keep you playing because you are consistently rewarded. And the yeah. idea that Ubisoft is presenting here is like, what if you could get rewarded and then sell those things to make money? And that mm. becomes a bit murky because if the design itself is designed in a way to get people in so that they can earn money, you know, quote unquote, like how does that influence the design of games? And I get the apprehension yeah. there, but it's like, it's also like a lot of games are doing kind of that already. So mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to to watch <laughs> unfold. And know. NFT stories pending, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, this is something. It's not going to go away. It's definitely no. not going to go. Away. I mean, uh, we didn't put it in the in the list, but Ubisoft also became a key investor in a NFT based game called Frontier this this week. So yeah, they are definitely fucking full steam ahead with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And on that bombshell. That's news. <laughs> that is news. Uh, I love news. It's great. Um, it is great. We have a whole one question. When oh, you dive into did we questions. actually have a question? I thought we didn't have any questions. We have a, we have a good question. Okay. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can also email us, checkpointchatpodcast.gmail.com. You can message us on all of our social platforms, uh, at Checkpoint Chat, on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and all of that. Um, so, yeah. Send us whatever you want. What is the the single question? That's from Cello Zede, of course. Oh, shocker. Says, Why did Ash lie to Pidgeot 23 years ago? He never came back. Because Ash is so, actually an asshole. 
because so I don't know what this is referencing if it's from the anime or the movie mm-hmm. I don't know what happened that Ash just left his poor Pokemon never return but can we just look at the real issue here the fact that Ash is immortal why is this camera doing this camera Ash of is this camera Ash never ages yeah ever literally does not I mean neither does um neither does Pikachu but then again do like do Pokemon age? Well, we learned in Arceus that the Pokeball does not shrink the Pokemon. The Pokemon shrinks and themselves climbs into the Pokeball. What an absolute mindfuck. That so is. there's your there's your understanding of Pokemon. That, to me science makes no sense. Why would they willingly <laughs> shrink themselves into a ball? Ah. I liked your your idea earlier of like, well, if they shrink themselves into the ball, why don't I just break the ball and I have like a, a Pikachu I can carry in my palm? Yeah. How what, cute. What, put it in what my, put stops in my me from slicing a tennis ball in half and throwing it at a Pokemon and it confusing it as a Pokeball <laughs> and just like, like into there? Like if if it's not tied to any technology in the ball, what what are we doing? Like why are the why am I paying for them? Why are Pokeballs so expensive? Why can't I just use like Should a he? coconut? <laughs> I should I can just cut my hands, go to Pokemon exactly. like, hey, climb in. <laughs> then it's chilling there. Like, I don't understand. That makes no sense to me. Um, so as to why, why Ash left, left his Pokemon? It, well, don't Ash know. is just an asshole. Like, to be honest, like, everyone knows that you need to nickname your Pokemon in a Pokemon game. What did Ash call mm. his Pikachu? Pikachu. What did he call his Charizard? Charizard. And I mean, I'm gonna come out and say that Pokemon I just games? call. Please, I call my Pokemon by their Pokemon names. Sorry to say, so you're a monster as well. Clearly, <laughs> just absolutely. what do you call your Pokemon? Well, you just you, give you, them random Pikachu, names. Pikachu, you got to call uh, Sparky Mice Boy, or you yes. know, uh, Bulbasaur. You call Fresh Leaf Man. Um, <laughs> Charizard is uh, Cigarette Lighter Five. Um, ah, nice. <laughs> My see? goodness! See, I mean, I get you. I get you. I'm the real monster. You, you, not the calling monster. my Pokemon cigarette lighter boy, whatever the hell you called. Listen, <laughs> he's got Charmander's got little fire on his uh, tail. What else is he gonna do? Light my fires? Yeah, exactly. He's an actual know. fucking walking checkmate. fire hazard. That's what he should actual be called. Checkmate. Fire hazard <laughs> on on two legs. Bipedal fire hazard. Oh my god! On that note. We're going to end this episode in <laughs> under an hour and a half. Can you believe it? Who would have thunk? Um, yeah, if you want to send us questions on how you are a monster and name, don't name your Pokemon, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that is Checkpoint Chat for this week. Um, mm-hmm. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you're on video, mm-hmm. if you're on audio, um, it's always a good time. Always a good time. Um, Want to say a shout out to a listener of the show, Malesh. Hope you mm-hmm. got back to Australia safe and sound. Uh, it was really good to see you back in the homeland of South Africa. I knew we didn't get a question from him, from him because he was too busy flying, like the 40-hour journey. To- <laughs> also, you got to ask us all our questions in person. You don't have to wait for the podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good man. He paid for our dinner. And beers. What a guy. What a guy. Well, what, what a dude. A nice to meet guy. you, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll but as always, we will be back next week. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic week going forward. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time on Checkpoint Chat. Okay, bye. Bye.